frustration and acceptance and I was thinking today about how facing a fork in the road requires a profound change of self to meet conditions so I'm thinking about the personality change and the um, it, it all starts with kind of identifying that that you're at the fork in the road. I think that's the biggest challenge is is when you get to the point where you're like, and I talked about in the very first episode or two, um, just recognizing that, something has to change at this moment something has to change and um and surveying the present moment and identifying whether or not i'm swimming upstream or i'm going with the flow you know like where are my sails pointed um or am i trying to go against the wind or am i trying to um, to, you know, ride the waves. I, I could come up with a million different, <laughs> different, whatever metaphors. But, um, one thing that I was thinking of, uh, comparing that to, um, that happened today is, so I've got these two dogs that I've talked about and I'll probably talk about them a ton. So I have this, uh, bulldog who's one and a half. His name is Boris. Perfect name. I know for a bulldog. And he's probably like mm, almost 65 pounds. And so he likes to play with, with a ball. And so there are these plastic balls and he likes to just <laughs> carry the ball around in his mouth and shove it <laughs> in your face and shove it. You know, like he'll walk up to my other dog, Autumn, and he'll just rub the ball all over her. I don't know if he's trying to piss her off <laughs> or what. But when he comes over to me, you know, he's got these big gigantic lips and he's all slobbery and he's like, like, just sounds like a gremlin, you know, from the movie Gremlins. Um, and it's so annoying when he's rubbing that ball all over me because it's all slobbery and it's just annoying. And I find myself like, I'm not even paying attention really that it's happening, that he's rubbing this ball all over me. Um... But yet I'm sticking my hand out and like pushing it away. I'm pushing him away. And he keeps coming back and I keep pushing him away until all of a sudden I snap, you know, and I'm like, Boris, get that ball away from me, <laughs> you know, and I just like snap. And um, it's because I'm not paying attention to what's happening. I'm trying to do something else and I've got this you know, call it an ankle biter. I've got this thing like, poor Boris, I'm calling him a thing, but uh, coming at me and I just keep pushing it away and it just keeps coming until all of a sudden I turn my attention to that thing 
and I snap at it um, and and make it and make it stop. Um, if I if I turn turn my attention to it and I pause for a second, then I will recognize that I've been trained to handle when Boris does something like this. We spent a shitload of money for trainers to come and they taught us, you know, all these different commands and how to um, manage the dogs in a very calm, relaxed way. And, but if I don't call on that uh, memory of what I was trained to do, I will just turn and snap at, uh, at Boris. And that's really not effective. Not only is he just like, well, what the hell was I doing wrong? You know, you didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden you yelled at me. Um, when instead I would have just said, Boris, leave it. And he knows, like, I mean, he, he'll follow the rules if I give him the rules. And so that frustration and lack of acceptance just made me handle the whole situation incorrectly. And the same, not so not to pick on Boris, but the same thing happens with Autumn. So Autumn is the Weimaraner and she is crazy. Her nickname around here is Jackass because she's just always jackassing. If you picture Shrek, the movie Shrek, Donkey, that's Autumn. Um, so Autumn will, Autumn hates Amazon. And of course we love Amazon. So, um, when the Amazon truck comes, Autumn loses her mind. And she, I mean, I'm talking like she wants to jump through the window and eat the Amazon driver or the guy dropping off the package. She does not understand why this dude comes up to our door and puts stuff in front of our door and then walks away. She just, she loses her freaking mind. And I will, when I hear her, because it's so instantaneous that she realizes, you know, she hears the Amazon truck backing up and she realizes, oh shit, there he is. And she just like jets for the door and she, we have a window right beside the door. So she just starts like bloody murder in the window and like scratching at the window like she's going to kill the guy. And I will just run as fast as I can down there to just, um, I don't know, maybe hope she doesn't break the window, hope she doesn't like destroy that <laughs> by the door. Um, but I'm just like yelling, you know, like, no, I mean, I think I'm just saying no, no, no. But I'm, I'm not thinking about how I was trained to deal with that situation. And so I'm just, I'm not pausing or anything. And um, so instead of like yelling, no, 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 no. And I should be telling her what I would like her to do. I would like her to sit down and shut her, shut her trap. So um, I'm trying to remember that, but it's really difficult when you're in that kind of stressful situation, when you're super frustrated and your emotions are heightened and you just keep fighting whatever it is instead of pausing and being like, oh, hey, look at that. I know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. Because because I do. We all do. 
we know intuitively what we're supposed to do in situations. I, I truly believe that. But it's the environment that and the relationships we have and all of the things that are happening around us that make us, I think, ignore what we are what really intuitively know um, how to handle. And, and so I think that when I'm facing this stroke recovery, um, it's, it reminds me so much of my sobriety recovery um, because it feels like a profound change in my personality, in my way of life, um, that I have to, that I have to make this change. And, um, and that's scary, you know, I'm, I've tried to do everything I possibly can to continue to keep moving forward or keep moving. I don't know that it's moving forward. I'm trying to keep moving um, and just keep ignoring the pain in my head and the vision problems and the, you know, um, and, and I, I feel like I could apply that to anything in my, in my life. It doesn't have to be recovery. I just keep trying to move instead of pausing to acknowledge whatever the ankle biter is that's that's nipping at my ankles whatever the problem is and look at it and pause and think about um methodically how do I handle this situation let me just let me just sit down and, and figure out how I'm gonna handle this situation I don't do that. Maybe other people do, but um, it certainly is not automatic for me to to think about things that way. And the only time that I've really had to do that are are these two recovery um, situations that I that I'm in. And um, and I think that for me with the the stroke uh, pain that I've been dealing with, I think that just like, just like Boris coming at me constantly with that ball and me just trying to push it away and push it away, it's like that frustration really seems to exist far, far below the surface. That's where it starts. It starts far below the surface and the more I ignore it the more just like I was I've been talking about the more it just continues to grow and it gains weight and it gains strength and with me the way that it that it came out physically is the pain you know, it, it was equal to the pain that I was experiencing, am experiencing in my head. And, um, and it wasn't until I paused and I stopped and I looked at what was happening to me that I realized 
I have to make a profound change in my life. I've done it once with sobriety and I have to do it again. And, um, and it's really unfortunate that, that for me, I have to have things get really, really bad before <clears throat> I decide to make a profound change. What if I were to make little changes as soon as I start feeling the frustration? Um, yesterday, I talked about when I feel anxiety coming and starting to build up that I, that I have been starting to make a habit of addressing whatever that thing is that's causing that anxiety right away so that I don't have to feel that, that anxiety. I don't like that feeling, that anxiety feeling. Why can't I do that with frustration? Um, because it's still a feeling that I don't like. Why do I let frustration go for so long? And uh, I see it all around me. I see it all around me. People that just let frustration build and build and build until they snap. Um, but I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm talking about me. Um, and it, it reminds me of um, the story that I mentioned uh, that I heard in a meditation about the sand castle, the kids building the sand castle um, on the beach and the high tide comes and washes away the sandcastle and how one child may look on out into the ocean and cry and wish that they could have their sandcastle back. Um, and then another child just picks up the shovel and starts building a castle again. And the frustration that I'm feeling um, that I continue to feel, but I'm working on it, is wishing I could have what I don't have. Or wishing I'm going to have, wishing I'll have something that I know I'll never have. Um, I may go through recovery and be totally fine on the other side. I may go through vision therapy for six months, a year, maybe even more than a year, and I end up being totally fine. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I don't think that's going to happen. And, um, and so maybe that, that alone is something that I need to tackle, but, um, I am getting really caught up on that fact that, I don't think I'm ever going to be the same. I really don't. I don't see how I could possibly um, regain the abilities, vision abilities that I had before. I, I don't see how that's possible. I'll be really, really impressed by this vision therapist if, if I can ride in a car or ride on a roller coaster or something crazy like that. Um, 
again, and that's not what I'm shooting for. I'm not sh shooting for a roller coaster, but I would be pretty impressed if uh, I'm able to get everything back. I just, I don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm really very caught up in wishing that I could have what I don't have, wishing that I could do the things that I can't do. But um, as I continue to do this podcast and talk through these feelings, I'm trying to lean towards practicing acceptance rather than leaning into my frustration. And uh, so looking at what is it that's causing the frustration rather than the frustration itself? And I think that's, that's what, uh, that's what I, you know, I may, I don't do when Boris is coming at me with that ball. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into the frustration and I'm just like trying to hold the ball away from me rather than what is causing that ball to keep getting all up in my face. It's Boris. Why don't I address Boris? Instead of taking the ball and, you know, pushing it out of my face, look beyond the ball at Boris and ask Boris to do what I want him to do. And so that's what I'm trying to do now is uh until i until i accept fully accept um the cards that have been dealt to me i'm a i'm a world away from serenity a until i <clears throat> ask boris to sit and leave it um I'm never going to have that frustration, you know, that ball out of my face. And if I keep having this frustration in my face, you know, if I keep having my head in this pain like this, I'm not going to find serenity and most likely I'm going to pick up a drink because I don't want to live like this. You know, I can say that I feel better this week than I did last week. And I'm really happy that I'm able to say that today. The feeling of rubber bands wrapped around my head, um, it just feels like there's only three rubber bands now. Before it felt like there were about 10 rubber bands wrapped around my head. So um, that means what I'm doing is working by shutting the shades, wearing my sunglasses. I'm napping at least two hours a day. I stay off the computer. I'm sewing, um, cleaning, listening to my audiobooks. although I'm listening to a terrible book right now. Terrible. You know the, I'm totally straying off the topic, but you know those scary movies that are supposed to be funny? That's what this book is like. It's just, it's obnoxious and terrible, but 
I have a problem <laughs> stopping a book halfway just because it's annoying. So I will suffer through the whole book because I still want to see how it, what a terrible ending it, <laughs> it has. I'm telling you, I'm not right in the head. Okay, so back to the topic. Um, so right now I am hyper-focused on acceptance. Accepting that um, life is going to be different for me. You know, that's one way to look at it. And that's not a bad thing. It's not bad for things to change. Change is good. I've learned that along the way. <laughs> and change is scary. But that's really what's happening. My life is changing. And I need to welcome it. I need to welcome the change instead of turning my back on it and trying to um, to just uh, do the things that I'm used to doing anyway. And another thing that I'm I'm really beating really into my head is that there is an opportunity that is waiting for me on the other side of all of these challenges. I don't know what it is, but there is something great that is going to be on the other side of this. I was, uh, my niece came over today and, um, we went to the pool. And so this is the first time I've been to the pool. And uh, since I started this podcast, this is another thing that I had to give up. I love going to the pool, but the sunlight on the water, making the reflection off the water and um, all of the like kids playing in the water. And so looking at things that are closer to me and then further away from me and going back and forth and stuff that that hurts my head. So um, I decided that the pull isn't good for me. So I, um, I cut that out. But today I wanted to um, do something outside of the house with my niece. So we walked over to the pool. It's about a quarter of a mile. And so that's not too bad long of a walk for my head. Um, and then we went to the pool. And what was good was it was cloudy and actually started raining while we were there so there weren't a lot of kids in the pool that's kind of my favorite part watching the kids play and reminiscing when life was when life was easier um but there was nobody really in the pool so it was just nice and calm and um we were talking and I was like looking at her and then looking across looking on you know like in front of me where the pool was and my head started hurting just from looking at her and then looking at the pool and then looking at her. So I told her, um, I'm sorry, but I can't keep looking at you. I'm going to have to just look forward. So I feel bad having to do that. But um, it was awesome to just be able to sit there and and talk to somebody. And, and of course, uh, somebody that's so sweet. So um, I really enjoyed that. And and. So I was talking to her about this, how I'm certain 
that there is something waiting for me on the other side of this. And the only way that I'm going to get to that is to go through this. And so um, I'm certain that my life will be richer after this stroke recovery journey. Um, and I'm learning and I'm teaching myself how it's going to be richer with or without my original vision capabilities. I'm learning how to use my voice, not only in this podcast, but using Siri. <laughs> so I'm learning about all the accessibility features on my Mac and my iPhone. So um, there's a lot of opportunity with what technology has to offer for people with uh, vision impairment and um, and folks that are blind. So I'm really fortunate to have that. And um, so I'm trying to learn how to use it. And my niece is gonna is going to look up and see if there might be some kind of audio course that I can take to learn more about um, voiceover is what it's called. And it works great, but I, I haven't been able to figure out some of the intricacies of, of it and I can't spend time looking at my phone to learn it. So I'm, I'm hoping that somehow I, maybe somebody who hears this knows about some um, courses for the blind and vision impaired. So for how to use uh, Apple accessibility features. So, um, and I'm using my ears more. I've never been a, uh, a audio learner so much as visual. So um, that's been new for me. And I think that I'm learning how to use my ears a little better and be a, a audio learner instead of both visual and audio learner. So um, acceptance, that's where I'm at today. And I'm going to continue to to keep fighting the fight and and keep trying to practice acceptance so that I can be free of frustration. And um, and if I move frustration out of my life, I have more more room for joy. So that's what I've got today. Thanks for uh, listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow.